Welcome to the Life Story Coach Podcast, where you'll hear interviews, tips, and advice on the craft and business of personal history and life story writing with your host, Amy Woods Butler. Hi guys, this is Amy. Welcome to the show. This is where we talk about growing our life story business. Clients come to us to have us write books, create videos, audios, all kinds of different projects so that they can share their memories of their life, their life stories with family and friends and future generations. And they need our help doing that. Last week, if you listened to the episode, you know that that was part one of a part two series where I'm going to be talking about how I sit down and write my books. So last week, I described the process that I used to use when I was using a just regular word processor. I happen to work on a Mac, so it was pages. It also applied to anybody who's using Word or pretty much any word processor. I have since started using Scrivener. So this week, I'm going to walk you through the process of what happens when I sit down with transcripts, and I'm going to create that life story book. Now, just a quick reminder, I am going to be adding a directory to the website. Um, That probably won't happen until after the new year. But if you want to be on that directory, please go ahead and send me your information now. There's a link on the website. I think I put one on the first page of the website. Um, There definitely will be a link in today's show notes. So that would be at thelifestorycoach.com. Look for episode 41. You just click on the link. There's a very brief form to fill out with all of the information that I'll add to the directory itself. And if you want to have a photo of your you can send that separately in an email and I have instructions there on how to do that and what size to have the photo and everything. And this is for anybody who wants to have their name on the directory. As long as you are a working life story professional, you you can be part-time, full-time, you can even be doing it as a volunteer. Um, I just want to make sure that if there are people out there looking for people like us who can help them create some sort of life story project, I want them to be able to find us easily. Okay, just like with last week's episode, I'm going to be simultaneously recording this as a screencast. So if I'm not perfectly clear in the uh, in the audio podcast, then you can find a screen, find a computer, or even on your phone, um, go over to thelifestorycoach.com, look for episode 41, and I'll have a link to a video where it, you will see exactly what I'm seeing on my screen. So as I walk through what I do on Scrivener, and by the way, guys, this is going to be pretty short. It's I'm not going to go into a lot of bells and whistles. I'm just going to do an overview of the elements of Scrivener that really help me when I'm doing a book. So if you want to see that as I do it on the screen, go on over and in the show notes, you'll find a link to that video. Okay, now I'm going to switch over and I will see you in a moment. Hi again. Okay, if you're not familiar with Scrivener, it's a computer program that's been developed specifically for writers. And I would say that if you are writing anything beyond maybe one or two pages long, it's absolutely worth doing it in Scrivener. It's it's a very powerful program. I only use a fraction of its features, um, and those are what we're going to focus on today. But really, it's it's used by screenwriters, novelists. It's used by students, by academics. Um, it, it, it just takes everything that you need for a written project puts it all in one place. So not just the draft that you're working on, but all of the other materials. And as we know, as life story professionals, there is a lot of that, particularly the transcripts of the interviews. I mean, that's where we are getting most of our material, right? These aren't our words and our stories. These are the words and the stories of the storyteller. And so we need to be able to access them easily and quickly when we're writing the book. Scrivener is the best way that I have found to do that. 
Um, so I know that some people are a little bit intimidated by Scrivener. And all I have to say to that is there's really no reason to be. It has lots and lots of features, lots of bells and whistles. But the thing is, they don't get in the way if you want just a very simple, streamlined way of working. Um, and what I mean by that is um, you can download Scrivener, you can start a new project, and you can be off and running. You can also, uh, by the same token, you can also spend lots of hours having fun messing around with it, but that is absolutely not necessary to use the program, to just get started with the program. And when I say to just get started with the program, to do it the way that I'm going to show you, so a few little tips and tricks that I have, they're not difficult to do on Scrivener. Okay, so... um, if I hear from listeners who want me to go more into the details of it, whether it's, you know, just particularly on doing life story books, or maybe just the basics of it, I'd be happy to do that in another episode. Um, but like I said, for now, I'm just going to focus on the features that I use that are very important to my work process. First off, when you start a new project in Scrivener, you'll see that it's divided into three panes. So let me just talk a little bit about the user interface. I'm not, like I said, going to get into any great detail, but I'm going to explain what you see on your screen in front of you. There's three different sections. In the middle is the editor. That's the place where you'll actually be doing the writing. That's basically Scrivener's word processor, and it's pretty straightforward. Now, to the right of that is what they call the inspector. And you can toggle between several different options there. Um, There's a place to put metadata. There's a place to do what they call a snapshot. That's if you want to save a version of a section that you're working on before you start doing edits in case you mess up and you want to go back to the older version. makes it very easy to do that. Things like endnotes and comments. And in the notes section, you can type in a synopsis, you can do document notes about the particular section that you're working on, you can do notes on the entire project. The only thing that we're really going to look at here is the labels. So just one quick little thing. um, And I'm not going to talk about that right now, but I am going to come back to it. So on the other side, so you've got right now we've got um, on the far right, we have the inspector on the middle, we have the editor. And on the far left, we have the binder. That's Scrivener terminology for a view of all of the folders and files that you have in this project. Um, And what I think of it as, it reminds me every time of this, if you're of a certain age or around the same age that I am, you might remember Trapper Keepers. So when we would go to for back to school shopping with my mom, my sister and I loved these things called Trapper Keepers. They were basically just three ring binders, but they were tricked out. They had all these cool little extra pockets and places to put your pens and your colored pencils and markers and just all kinds of nooks and crannies. And they were so cool. It had a flap that would close with Velcro. And so when you were sitting in class and somebody opened it, you would hear that very distinctive noise of of Velcro ripping open. And, you know, my mom never bought one for my sister and me because they were expensive. But I kind of think of Scrivener as being the grown-up's digital version of this Trapper Keeper. So the binder is where you can see all of the things that you put in a project. And by a project, for for my purposes, whenever I start a new book on somebody, that is a new project. So you're going to see that it contains more than just the draft of the book. Okay, so that's that's the way that Scrivener is laid out. You have these three sections. You've got the the binder, you've got the editor, and you've got the inspector. Now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the folders. 
when you open a new project, it comes already with a few folders preloaded. So any any project is automatically going to have a draft or a manuscript folder. And that's where you put whatever project you're working on. Um, the In our case, that's the book that's, that's in that manuscript or draft folder. Now, they also have one that's already called a research folder, and then they have the trash folder. So I'll talk a little bit about the kinds of folders that I use. So obviously, I have the draft or the manuscript folder. Now, with this, as with any of the folders, you can set up the hierarchy however you like. So you can have chapters, you can have sections and subsections, whatever works for you. I usually have chapters, but I don't name them chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. I need something a little bit more descriptive and usually something pretty banal. I I don't try to get creative with this. I just want to know what section of the book I'm in. So what topic is being discussed in this particular section. So these are working titles for me. Sometimes they'll change when I actually go to um, create the book itself. But for right now, it's just so that I can navigate through the book and know where I can find certain subjects. Now, one of the nice things about the binder is that um, when you click on any document or any file or folder within it, it's going to open up that document or folder in the editor window. So in the main window, maybe you want to see a whole chapter that you have divided up into several sections. So maybe you have a folder that is a certain chapter. And within that folder, you have different sections. If you click on the folder, then you have a long running section in the editor that show all of the sections contained within that particular folder. Now you can zoom out a little bit further and you can click on the folder that is the draft and you can see have one one long continuous running flow of text for the whole book. Another folder that I always have is the all interviews folder. So every time a new transcript comes in, I add it to its own document in this all interviews folder. I can bring up one by clicking on the document or I can scroll up and down throughout all of them by clicking on the all interviews folder. Now other folders that I regularly use are the research folder and you know maybe I'll create one called something like other source material. Something that I haven't mentioned yet is that pretty much anything that can be digitized can go into Scrivener. So things like um, PDFs, images, even audio clips, you can put that in a research folder or an other source material folder within a project. Now, I don't add scanned images that are going to be part of the book. So all of the photos that people have that they want in their book, I don't add that to Scrivener because I don't see any any need for that. However, other things that I scan that I'm going to be using as part of the main text, I will put in the Scrivener project. So for example, if somebody gives me old military records, I'll take a really quick scan of them. I have a a scanner on my phone, so it doesn't have to be high quality. It just has to be something that I can see pretty well. Um, And I'll take a scan of it, and then I'll drop it into the Scrivener project. That way, when I'm working on the section about their military experience, I can pull up that record and use whatever information from that that I need. Now, those are the folders. And actually, there's always going to be more folders, but those are the ones that are standard. Every project is different. So every project has different needs. And there will likely be other types of folders that I add to it. But these are the ones that are the very basic and common throughout all of the projects that I work on. How do I use them, though? And this is where it really gets handy for me to use Scrivener. Um, I already mentioned when you click on a file or a folder in the binder, that opens it up in the big editor window. 
That's where I do all of my writing. But the really great thing is that you can split the editor window so that it shows two editors side by side. You can see both of them. You can work on both of them. You can just go back and forth working on them. And the way that I use it is to have a book draft or whatever section of the draft that I'm working on open on one side. And usually for me, that's the right. And the interview transcript on the left side. If you recall from the last episode, every time I drop in new material from the transcript, I highlight it in yellow. So in the transcript, everything that's already been added to the book, I highlight in yellow. That means that when I look at the transcript, I can see what still needs to get added to the book and what's already been worked in. And once the entire transcript is highlighted in yellow, then I know that I don't need to look at it anymore. Now, the good thing about using Scrivener is that you can add a label so you don't have to continuously scan and look and see, okay, wait, is everything in here yellow? No, you don't need to do that because you can put a label on that file. So this is where I would go over to the inspector. If you remember, that's on the far right. And there is a button that allows you to add a label. Now, Scrivener will have some labels already um pre-named for you and with colors assigned. I don't use any of theirs. I create my own. It's very easy to do. And one of the labels that I create, I name done and I color it yellow because like I said last week, yellow is just the overall color for me for meaning that something is done. Something is processed. I don't have to have it on my brain anymore. I can take it out and, and let it rest someplace else where it's not going to worry me. Another label that I usually create is revise. So I'll maybe put this in bright sort of purplish pink. I don't use this for the files that are in the all interviewed folder. I use this actually on the draft. So say I've written up a section, but it's not written to my liking. It's still very clunky. It needs to be tightened up. Maybe I need to add some transitions. Well, I will, on that section, I will label it revise. And that way, the next time I come to work on the project or when I have some time to do revisions, I can see exactly what part of the project I need to go to. Now, sometimes I'll also add a yellow done label to the sections in the draft. If I'm pretty confident that the storyteller has finished telling me about a topic and will not be likely to revisit it again, and you know, this is usually later on in the project, then I can go back and I can mark sections as done. So if I've revised them, then I can switch that to a yellow done label. It's a really nice way of seeing the progress that you've made on a book and how much work you still have left to do on it. And you know what? That's pretty much all there is to it. Scrivener offers a lot more. You can do fun things like keep target word counts. Um, you can change the editor window into a project outline or a virtual corkboard. Um, and that, I, I don't use that at all. But for some people, I can see where that would be really helpful. If, if you remember how we were taught to do research papers back in grade school or high school, and they, you know, they said, take a stack of index cards, go to the library and have one idea on each index card. Well, that's the idea behind this corkboard. You can shift these cards around in order to get the story to flow the way that you want it to. 
If you use Scrivener already and you have some tips that would benefit the rest of us, please share them in the comments at thelifestorycoach.com episode 41. And again, if I hear back from you that you'd like a more detailed look at Scrivener, let me know in the comments and I'll consider doing a future episode on it. Don't forget to click on the link if you'd like to be added to the forthcoming directory. Remember, it's free. It's just a way to get your name out there. And my goal is really for every potential client to find a professional to work with. We need to make it easy for them. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If so, please leave a comment in iTunes or wherever you listen. It's another way to help us spread the word about our life story profession. Until next time, go out and save someone's story.